like to use is extra. I think I'm kind of psychic. It's like, am I psychic or am I an empath? Long distance friendships, social media. Are we going to like each other? Like, what's this going to be? Hi, friends. You're listening to No Filter Friendship with Jen and Haley. I'm Jen Gregorio. And I'm Haley McNutt. And together we are two friends who talk too much. Welcome to NFF Friday, y'all. Happy Friday! Woo! Yeah. You love to see it. You love to see it. You love to see a Friday. <laughs> yes, we are still in 2020. Yeah, and we're here to give you some hilarity today. Hopefully it helps Hopefully. out. <laughs> yeah. We are joined today by a very special guest. Yes. One of my best friends. Calm down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who is live here with us live. Live. Right now. Sweating. I am literally sweating. <laughs> Do not. <laughs> You're sweating. Um, one of my best friends, or Ashkenazi, who lives in Austin, Texas, currently, mm-hmm. which is also where I currently am at the time of yep. us recording this, mm-hmm. um, sitting next to her live in her living room. Or and I have been friends for five years. We started at our first jobs together at Rapid7, and neither mm-hmm. of us work there now anymore, but shout out to Rapid7 for bringing us together. Rapid7's a real one. It is a real one. And um, after we worked at Rapid7 for a year together, we decided to live together. So we were roommates for a year in Boston, and then she decided to leave me. That's exactly what happened, yes. <laughs> and moved to Austin, Texas, which is where she still lives. Yeah. So... That's the backstory. Welcome, Thanks Orr. Thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here, although I am nervous. <laughs> you have no reason to be nervous. You're going to be great. We're super excited to have you. Oh, my goodness. And, I mean, for the listeners, Orr and I, like, haven't even really gotten to know each other yet, which is crazy. Very but crazy. But I left Boston before you guys became, like, super tight friends. So. Well, because when we moved in together, we were not that tight. We were just like... We both don't love our living situation, so let's see (laughs) if we would love this. And then we did, but Or didn't love it enough to stay. I'm sorry. (laughs) It's my favorite thing to say to her because she just gets so upset. We're going to be in our 50s and you're still going to tell me that I left you that one time in 2017 to move to Texas. 100%. God bless. That's exactly what's going to happen. What are friends for? Yeah, it's the friendship I want. That's the friendship I want. Yeah, Yeah. and the friendship I deserve. (laughs) (laughs) It is absolutely. But I also think that our friendship is interesting because I don't know if a lot of people our age have like really really close friends that they made from work. Yeah. I think that's very special and important. I think it's something that Rapid7 does a lot of. Like, I think this week I've noticed, especially because a lot of Aura's friends in Austin are from Rapid7 because she moved. You can explain. Yeah, pass the mic, Jen. Yeah, right? (laughs) So when I moved to Austin, I didn't really know anyone. I moved because I was a sales rep for Rapid7. My territory was all in Texas. Flying from Austin where, you know, we're in November right now and we had a high of 75 earlier today to 
Boston where it was snowing and cold and I felt like all my friends were leaving Boston too. I was like, what am I really staying for? I mean, besides Jen, obviously, obviously. Right. Okay. Yeah. I was about to say. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> Jen was my only friend left. So I was like, yeah. um, but I didn't know anyone. So everyone that I spent time with originally was from work and they either introduced me to friends of friends or people come in and out and move. Um, so my friend group here has really grown as a result of working at, at Rapid 7. That's amazing. It's so interesting because we got brunch yesterday with a bunch of girls, one of her, one of her good girl group friends. Right. And I looked around and everybody was either still working at Rapid 7 or former Rapid 7. Former Rapid 7, yeah. And wow. I was like, Rapid 7 really just knows how to bring people together. I don't know. Well, I think it's also like the psychosis of <laughs> spending – so much time together in high pressure environments. Like a lot of my friends are also in sales to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that stuff really bonds you when you can celebrate your wins together and mourn your losses together professionally. And so personally, you really get to know people as well as far as like how they act and whether or not you be friends. Yeah. I mean, you guys were also in a very unique position because Rapid7 is huge and it also has a lot of growth. Like there's, it's, I feel like they're constantly hiring. There's constantly people coming in. And so that environment creates a different kind of community than like coming into an office space where everybody's been there for 50 years or like, you know, yeah, their lifers, like point. they, yeah, they've never worked anywhere else or something like that. You have a lot of young people, you have a lot of new people coming in, and there's a ton of you. So like, statistically, you're probably going to find somebody who's similar or that you just like enough to want to be really good friends with them, which is really beautiful. I mean, Laura and I are like, super different. Yeah. Like, super different. Yeah. We met, we met first day at Rapid 7. But we also wow. bonded right away because we both went to BU. And didn't know each other. Didn't know each oh, other. Graduated the same year. Wait, yeah. I definitely knew you went to BU, but I forgot that. Go That's so funny. What was your major? What school were you in? I was in CAS. That's College, College of, of Arts and Sciences. Yep. Yep, yep. Oh, right. Obviously. And there are people listening who don't know that. Yes. Right. <laughs> Other people outside Wait, of the what? BU Rapid 7 bubble. Wait, there are people who didn't go to BU? Mm, um, we don't know fake. them. We're not familiar. Yeah, we don't associate. Yeah, I've never we met them. Associate. Not a day in my life. <laughs> there was no way we would have met in college. And I also don't think that we would have been friends in college because our energies were very different. Like I was barely, I graduated in three years. I was ready to get out of there. Damn. So you're like smart, smart. Yes. No, I cheated the system smart. Please don't put this on the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to out all your secrets. No, seriously. It's like, this isn't nerdy. Like this isn't smart. I just took enough classes to graduate quickly. Okay. Current terriers, listen up. Right. So yeah. So if you're going to be you. If you want to save $60,000. Literally. Literally. Um, yeah, I just had enough credits to do it. Damn, look at you go. Please, I have a friend, Bella, who also graduated in three years pre-med with a bio major. And she's now literally an eye doctor. It's like fucked up. I think it's like pretty insulting to her to compare us, given the fact. I said economics. I said economics without really taking calculus in college and Someone do the math on that because that makes no sense. <laughs> Incredible. So I did three years of college, didn't want to be there, was going through a lot of personal family stuff. And then Jen was Miss Popular. <laughs> right? If you really think about it. Um, yeah. You? 
Stop. I'm so embarrassed. Oh my god. Oh my god. Boo. Boo. Um, You said it, not me. I mean, it's true. (laughs) Well, Jen was in every social club, knew everyone. She was also Rat the Terrier mascot. If you know, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yes. Um, And so we just like wouldn't. We had, I think when we looked at it, like 50 mutual friends on Facebook. Like Like super random people. People you never spoke to again after orientation, I'm sure. Like Emily, I remember the first like month we lived together, she was just on my couch and I was like, what's up? I haven't talked to you in two years. You seem nice, That's though. That's so Hope funny. Yeah, so we I don't think we would have been friends in college, but I think there is also a certain element of, like, where you are in your life when you meet someone. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. Yeah, because we're still pretty different five years later, but not to brag. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> but we've definitely changed for the better. Mm. I think we both changed in the right direction with each other's help, which is a big part of our friendship for sure. And like very beautiful. Yeah, I very, would say. I would yeah. say stunning. I would go as far as saying stunning. <laughs> One could argue absolutely <laughs> out of control. So you feel like Jen, you brought or out of her shell a little bit yes. and or you tamed Jen's wildness a little bit. Okay, there's no way to tame me, (laughs) but... She cannot be tamed. She can't be tamed. Alexa play can't be tamed by Miley Cyrus. (laughs) But I think that I have become more independent and more... I think I have taught you how to spend time with yourself a little bit more than you would have liked to when you were in college. Ooh. It's a big thing for me. Yes, and I think that I have showed or the beauty of new friends and new people <laughs> just being open to more things and new experiences yeah and being more flexible and not so set in my ways which we're i learn s- every year we're still working on it really <laughs> <laughs> yes. interesting i mean i find that surprising especially because you literally picked up your entire life and moved to austin without really even knowing anyone i mean that's pretty big that's pretty outgoing i'm very independent and i like things on my terms and so mm. when i moved to austin jen here actually helped me sell my furniture i packed wow. two big suitcases and i think i shipped like five boxes wow. and i just kind of went for it right and then i could really build everything that i wanted from scratch but it was always on my terms hmm. where i feel like a lot of times in life things are not always on your terms and you need to know, learn how to compromise particularly in friendships Absolutely. Um, yeah. So I learned a lot from Jen in that regard. Wow. It's going to be a really cute podcast, y'all. <laughs> cute. No, we're getting all sentimental. I love it. Any particular like times that you could... Um, Where I've learned to be flexible? Yeah. Every year at Lake Gregorio. Okay. <laughs> oh. So if you know or do not know, uh, Jennifer's family... Jennifer's. <laughs> Jen's family... Oh, well, who's uh, that? ...owns a... Uh, like a lake house in New Hampshire. And Jen likes to do this thing where she just invites everyone she knows in different <laughs> combinations, whether or not they know yep. each other, to stay up there. Yep. The bunk room downstairs, you regularly will sleep up to six people, like, built in. Mm. But sometimes it's 13, sometimes it's more. <laughs> Who knows what the fuck's going to happen? <laughs> there's three, just to vi- for visualization, for those of you who have never been, there's yeah, so three... There's three trundle beds. So they're like day beds with trundles. And then we also have like a cot and we have like air mattresses and random mattresses that just don't have beds. You drop where you are sometimes. Like there are no rules. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think every year when I go, I have to remember, literally, I have to remember (laughs) um, just go with it. 
Because I've been coming up for a week at a time since I moved down here. It doesn't yeah. really make sense to fly back and forth. Usually the week of right. July 4th. And I've seen you and your family sit down and like sketch out the math of who's coming in and out when. So we can host them comfortably. Obviously not in the year of COVID, but but in the past. Yeah. So It's a revolving door it's very, usually. It is, but it's so fun because yeah. you get to really like catch up with people year to year. And it's always a good time. And everyone's just there to hang out and like have some water, have some white claws. <laughs> um, <laughs> And just like chill out. And so for me, who's very set in her ways, who's very clean, who's very particular, it's always an experience in sharing my space and sharing my energy where I'm also very introverted and I'd rather just like recharge alone. I don't always get that when I'm up there. Yeah, you definitely don't get that at Lake Gregorio, that's for sure. Mm-hmm. My favorite story ever that really paints a picture of how different Or and I are is one time. So every kickoff, you know I'm exactly the story. So nervous about what you're gonna say. No, you know I the exact know. story. <laughs> you know the story. Say it. I'm worried. I'm so worried. every year, Rapids Heaven has a kickoff, and when Or moved to Texas, she would get flown up, and she would get a hotel. Like they, they all get hotel rooms in Boston, and every year she would force me, and I would willingly go because obviously convenient and timing. I would stay in her hotel room with her, mm. and. I remember vividly one night because I thrive at kickoff. Like I really just come alive at kickoff because (laughs) I work with people from all the different, or I, when I was still at Rapid 7, I would work with all the different offices and then I would only really see them once a year or so. So it was like a big reunion for, for me. Um, Mm. and obviously me being 100% extroverted, as I have said before, (laughs) it's like my ideal time. Anyway. Right. So I remember one night we went to a bar. It was like a team thing that they were doing, and we just kind of showed up. The party had gotten bigger. We were somewhere else for dinner before, I think. We came back, and we made a pit stop. Yes, and I really thrived. And when we got back to the hotel room, or was like, I am drained. I am so tired. And I was like, that was the best night of my life. I'm thriving. I don't know if I can go to sleep. Like that is how my adrenaline is so high. Like fundamentally (laughs) different we are. Like that literally happened last weekend too, if you recall. We went to on Saturday. On Saturday. It was um my boyfriend's friend's birthday. And it's a new friend group for me and I've gotten to know them slowly and I'm very comfortable with them now now. But I was like Jen you're coming with me. It's happening. <laughs> and it, I think there oh were at most 10 of us there. But Jen, from the adrenaline of meeting strangers alone and having to get to know everyone and impress everyone and just like yeah. being on it, which she's the queen of, which I've learned a lot from her in that regard. Because I, I can't do uh, automatically. It takes a lot of emotional yeah. preparation for me to want to go to something like that. But I think yeah. you've gotten a lot better at oh, it. and Significantly better, but not willingly. You yeah. know? Like I'm never like, oh yeah, like... I'm in. Put me in a room with 10 strangers and see what happens. I'm always like, ah, do I have to? Right. <laughs> Must I? You're like, I need a couple of days to process this information. Yeah, just like, but and who's then... going to be there? <laughs> yeah. Can I get pictures? Like, what? Yeah, exactly. Like, full profiles and then let me yeah. decide. Um, yeah, but Jen, we walked back into the car and she was so excited and high energy. I'm like, Jen, like, the rest of the night we're sitting on the couch. Are you going to be okay? Like, I don't know that I'm going to be entertaining enough for you. Well, yeah. we also watched Hamilton. We did. Which was uh, obviously God entertaining bless. enough because yeah. obviously. Yeah, if no, you know, that, you know. 
That's the perfect thing to do, I feel like, after an exciting <laughs> night like that. Then you can just sit on the couch and rap an entire three-hour musical. Like, why not? Yes. Go. <laughs> I really had to contain myself because we watched it with Orr's boyfriend. It was, like, the first time I really hung out with him. So I really didn't want to – like, I warned him. We warned him. Yeah, we, we were said, like, we said good, you're not going to okay, enjoy good. this. You are not going to enjoy what's going to happen next. <laughs> but I, yeah, no. but I also wanted him to enjoy Hamilton yeah. without just listening to me sing "Satisfied." Oh, I have that problem every time I watch anything that has music. I always have to be like weighing, like, is this too much that they can't enjoy it, or is it too little that I can't enjoy? Yes, <laughs> like, exactly. Where's, where's the happy medium here? It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. Well, the beauty is that when you get married, the happy medium is always just you get to sing the whole thing and they can't do shit about it. So. Because <laughs> I have this ring on my finger. Exactly. Bitch. What are you going to do? Divorce me? Because I know every word to Hamilton. <laughs> Fucking try it, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. That sounds beautiful. Wait, so is this, like, is your boyfriend that you are currently in a relationship with or... Is he similar to you? Is he also like... No, no, no. The, he is like Jen. He <gasps> is like Jen. It's so funny. I have Beautiful. sent Jen screen caps of our conversations. And I like when I first met him, I'm like, I feel like you're texting me. Like the, I'm reading this in your <laughs> voice and not his. <laughs> uh, because they're so similar. But they're, uh, they're both 100% extroverted. Wow. Yeah. So opposites attract. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think I also know how to date someone like that because I know how to be friends with Jen. And I think that's that's part of it. Like we didn't always, yeah. I think we had to put some concentrated effort into learning how to be friends with each other and putting our best foot forward for each other in a lot of situations. And I think that that is why we have grown like yes. from our friendship mm-hmm. is because we've had those weird situations where we had to learn how to deal with each other. Like our first fight ever when we were living together. Oh my God. That was quick, quick into our roommate ship. It was a miscommunication that led to a fight. Oh my God. Actually, Haley, you might've been there. Was I? It was after the Chords reunion. Yes. I do remember this. Yes. Yes. I also remember how fucking crooked that place was. Holy shit. Very crooked. (laughs) Never forget. (laughs) You... (laughs) For the listeners at home, if I put, or and I, when we lived together in Brookline, Massachusetts, we were in a basement apartment, and if you put a water bottle so on the bad. ground, it rolled. Like, <laughs> literally, the foundation was not intact. It was My so bed was bad. slanted. I felt, like, queasy. I was like, whoa. <laughs> yes. It makes you feel like you're drunk. We had um, exposed pipes in our living room. It was a whole it's like It's like exposed brick, but ratchet. Yeah. <laughs> But all in all, like, we were living, like, pretty well for where we were in Boston. It was great. It was great. It was a fine. Yeah, great location for sure. So the prelude to that, which I don't know if you know this, but I was flying home the next morning at, like, 6 a.m. to see Mm -hmm. my family. And I remember Jen and I talked about it. She wanted a fair party. And I was, I think my dates for my flight moved around or something. And I told Jen, I'm like, okay, two options. One is I try to sleep at a friend's and I can figure out where to sleep. Or if you think that you can just do a pregame here and not do a full-blown party. Right. Something a little earlier in the evening. Yeah. And Jen and I, we we were so different at the time, though, because Jen was super non-confrontational. Dare I say people pleaser. I still am. I mean, I was going to say nothing's changed there. (laughs) No, no, no. But not to the same degree. I think you used to be... You can stand up for yourself. That's true. Yes. And you know when your lines are being crossed. You know what your lines are. And at least you can express that you're frustrated. Before, 
and I kind of knew this. I think when I, we moved in, I told you, let me know if I'm bulldozing you because I used to be a lot more aggressive than I am. Hmm. We've leveled each other out a little bit. Oh, interesting. In yeah. yeah. And so I was very much getting my way in every situation. And so I think we had agreed that you would throw a pregame and then you'd go to a bar afterwards. And I think we'd set a time like until mm, maybe 1030 like 10 or 11. PM, yeah. Because my flight was at 6 a.m. I had to get up at yeah, 5 the next day. hella early. And Jen being like, nope, I can make this work. This will be fine. No worries. And it's not There were worries. There were worries, you guys. (laughs) There were worries. That is not what happened. Uh Yeah. I think at some point, maybe an hour past curfew or right at curfew that we had set, I was like, Jen, there were so so many people. people showed up. Oh, my God. Way more people showed up than I thought. We had a (laughs) two-bedroom. And and our two-bedroom, dude, it was... It, for those who have never been there, which truly you have missed out, the living room <laughs> and the kitchen are not connected. So you have to walk yeah. through the whole apartment to yeah, get between one side hallway. by our doors. It was so loud. Yeah. It was chaotic. There was no way I would, would have slept. Like absolutely no way. Yeah. Even you who sleeps through everything. No, not, I could have slept through that. There's no way. I sleep like a dead person. <laughs> Unbelievable. <Damn. laughs> and that led to our first fight. Yeah. Because Jen was drunk. I was upset. Yes. It was not a good situation. Did you fight that night or the next day? The next day? morning at 6 a.m. Mm. Well, it was a little bit Ooh. that night because Orr was like, I'm going to come out of my room and kick everyone out. And I was like, oh, my God, please don't. Oh, yeah. Oh, I remember that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I was very – because Jen, again, can't say no. And I was like, listen, mm. I have no problem getting these people out of here. Like, I have absolutely no problem. Like, right. I'm good with it. Like, these aren't my friends. I can fucking get them. She was like, give me 15 minutes. And I remember you, maybe it was, who <laughs> it would was, know? it was Megan Collins. Yes. Shout out to Megan Collins mm. for putting the bug in everybody's ear. She's like, we're going yeah. to go to Benji and Johnny's house, I think. Yes. For their Halloween party. And Megan was just like putting the bug in everyone's ear like, we're going to Johnny's, we're going to Johnny's, we're going to Johnny's. I, well, no, I distinctly remember Megan coming up to me and going, Jen's roommate's going to kick us out, so we all need to go right now. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> okay. Like, Which, mind you, like, for context, Jen and I were not friends then. Now, I would feel awful. I'd be like, I'm going to go sleep <laughs> on the street, street somewhere. Like, I don't care. Yeah. I, I'll think I'll get a room. I get, I'll get a hotel room. Like that's what <laughs> oh, I would probably done today. Damn. Back then we were new roommates. We were not close friends yet. We no, were work right. acquaintances and it was a lot more aggressive. And then I had to fly home and Jen straight up ignored my texts. I think for two days and made me feel so <laughs> terrible because I hate <laughs> confrontation and I, I wasn't prepared. <laughs> oh my goodness. It was uh, bad. I have was... never felt more guilty in my life. Oh my God. Truly, truly. It was, I think it was the first really pang of guilt that I felt as an adult, if I'm being honest. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's intense. And from there you've grown. Yeah. <laughs> and me. We've both grown from that. It's true. We're right now. I think we're way better at being like, that wasn't cool. Don't Absolutely. do that. Absolutely. As opposed to, you know, Four years yeah. ago. Remember our fight in Spain at the Prado? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Now you have to tell us. Now that I think about it, it's kind of the same. It's yeah, just a shorter time span. We just got over it faster. We did get over it faster. Oh. In January of last year, we went to London and Madrid. And wow. we also, for a clarification of how tired we were, we did two days in London, three days in Madrid, two days back in London. It made no Dear sense. Dear Lord. We were exhausted. <laughs> questionable choices were made (laughs) and while we were in madrid we were like fighting about 
directions, I guess. Mm -hmm. One of us had Google Maps. One of us had gotten data. And so we were just fighting about directions and basically... We were in each other's grill for so many days straight after... Because again, like we also don't see each other that much anymore. So I think when you see someone for a week after you see them once a year for a while, it's a very Mm -hmm. different dynamic. Yeah. We were nipping at each other. Um, I think I said something like, you're being a bitch. Literally. (laughs) Literally. Because Jen had her phone out. She's like, we have to go this way. I'm like, Jen, it's right there. Look up. Read the signs. She's like, no, no, no. It's... We have to... We walked like around the block and I'm the bitch who says I told you so in a fight. Yeah. And I think I did. But... The underlying part is Jen didn't even want to go to this art museum. Jen, Jen hates art museums mm-hmm. and she was fighting oh. with me. So she couldn't confront me and say, I want to leave. And I think right. we said we would go for an hour and I milked at least two out of it because Jen didn't want to tell me she wanted to leave. Damn. So we literally, we went to the Prado and we just didn't talk to each other the entire time. <laughs> oh. But then we came out and I was like, okay, so should we talk about it? And then we did and we were fine. Wow. Like we were okay. That is beautiful. Yeah. I mean, you uh, you guys have definitely learned then. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. You've yeah. learned how to like not blame each other and instead just try and figure out where the other one's coming from and be like, okay, I see now how, you know, this could have been better. And now, you know, everybody's happy. Yeah. And I think that's what happens when you have a friendship for so long is like, you kind of understand where the other person's coming from and you understand their communication style mm, versus yeah. when we first moved in together, Oh, yeah, you're flying blind. We didn't know how to communicate well with each other, but now we do. Okay, I have a question about that because I'm kind of like reeling at the thought of knowing someone at work not that well and then being like, let's live together. That is a serious leap of faith that you guys took. And I want to know how you even came to that decision. I mean, obviously, you mentioned you both were living in places you didn't like, so that fed into it. Yes. Well, I didn't not like where I was living, but I was living at home. Right. Which was fine. Mom and dad, I know you're listening to this and I love you very much. (laughs) But I also was working in the city and hated the commute every day and wanted to live in the city. Meanwhile... I was living in a five-bedroom apartment near, near Fenway. What? So the apartment was small. There are five bedrooms. I'm sure... At least one or two of the bedrooms are probably like a small closet they can. I was gonna say there's no way those were all bedrooms, like legally. um, (laughs) I had graduated a year early, and I didn't have a lot of friends in the class of the class that I graduated, and everyone else was still in college, and everyone still wanted to live on campus. Wait, which year did you graduate? I graduated 2015. So you know what's really funny? Jen um, was class gift president. Co-chair. Oh, yeah. Co-chair. You. Sorry. Um, Co-chair. But, how dare you? <laughs> how dare you? <laughs> Bitch. But I would get automated emails that I always deleted. Rude. And then Rude. once I knew her, I was like, oh, it's Jen Gregorio. Of Why course. is she emailing? But it was when we were up at seven. It was like after we graduated. I was like, eh. To be fair, nobody liked those emails. Yeah. I got reprimanded at a lot of parties <laughs> senior year. I remember one yeah. girl specifically who I didn't know very well. She was like a friend of a friend. She literally like yelled at me in like a group of people and was like, I don't hate Jen Gregorio. I just hate your fucking stupid emails. <laughs> wow. Absolutely in front wrecked. Of, in front of everybody. Wrecked. I was like, okay. Um, so I was living in a five bedroom apartment. I had the biggest room and 
I was the only working girl, like full time. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they were all still in school. So they were also trying to party. It was their senior year. They were all going yeah. out all the time. Oh, one of no. them, towards the end of our tenure, brought the guy I lost my virginity home with her. That was a story and a half. Oh my God, stop. <laughs> so funny. Yeah, dude. I don't know that she knows, and she definitely will not hear stop. this, but it's like they were not bad. I just, I, it would have been yeah. people I didn't know either way. And yeah. Jen and I made an effort to get to know each other because the first day we, we both knew we were from BU, you know, mm-hmm. women in tech, whatever. We had a vested interest in getting to know each other because we also didn't have friends at Rapid7 yet. Um, right. So I was 21. I had just turned 21 when I started at Rapid7. And I wasn't necessarily ready to get to know everyone I work with yet on a personal level. I was mm-hmm. learning how to drink still socially, which... You still don't really know how. That's true. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so I wasn't really ready to be friends with everyone, but Jen and I at least had a shared common background. Well, and also we didn't work. We were not on the same team. I was not in sales. So when I first started at Rapid7, mm. I was in order management, which is in like a finance sales support role. But we never had to work together when we started. So it was like a safe bet for us to be friends. Yeah. Right. And we would That's go good. on coordinated dates, essentially. Like we'd get lunch together maybe once a month or so. Maybe once a quarter even. I don't know. And truly, was that often. I don't think it was that often. <laughs> and like, I don't necessarily know what we talk about. Not a clue. No idea. You no blacked idea. out. <laughs> no. I don't think it, I don't think it matters. I think I remember I don't remember how we decided we want to live together, but I think it was probably during one of those lunches. It was Active Life. I vividly remember. You know you have really specific memories for whatever reason where you can remember like so much. Yes. I vividly remember sitting at Good Life. I could tell you what table mm-hmm. and I could like I can literally see it in my brain. Damn. Of us being like Flashback. Should we live together? Like, is that crazy? Yeah, should we, just we live together? do that? <laughs> yeah, but we decided to. We started looking at places. And it happened. And you it just happened. made it work. Yeah. And even when wow. we lived together for the first couple months, we really had separate lives. We wouldn't really spend that much hmm. time together. We actually became friends over some drama that happened, I think. <laughs> oh, no. Um, And you, I think, will know the story I'm talking about. Or... um. We, or and I were in this like friend group at work with two other girls. Um, we can call them Katie and yeah, Katie and Samantha. Samantha. Right. Okay, great. Um, Jen had a vested interest in the, f- <laughs> oh no, <laughs> in the, oh, my, dumb, my laugh sounds dumb. <laughs> no, it doesn't. <laughs> And the friend that was visiting, she had a huge crush on him. And we knew. And so Katie, Samantha, and I are hyping up Jen. We're like, it's going to happen. It's going down. We're plotting exactly when because he's staying for two or three weeks on our couch. So it can't happen the first weekend. But it can happen towards the end of it. And we're like talking about strategy. Like we're really like we're in it. And so everyone, like Katie and Samantha and I know like this guy Jen has an eye on. And mind you, he's there and, and the four of us are hanging out with him throughout the week, different social events. And then one fateful night, uh, Jen, this man, and Samantha, and some other people, go to a bar called Wild Rover in Boston, which is a karaoke uh, bar. Wow. And they have- I miss karaoke. I miss karaoke so much. Jen quietly <laughs> states into her mic, the mic that she brought with her to Austin from Boston. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Always yeah. back and forth with those mics. 
Um, yeah. This is only one of like 12 microphones that I do have. You know that I know. So but everyone else you probably know. Scary. <laughs> Jen, Samantha, and uh, this gentleman may have had some drinks. May have been overserved. May have. May have. May have. Katie and I are another part Hard of town. to say. We're having our own night, also being belligerent. Mm-hmm. Just living our best lives. Yeah. Classic. Having night, a great time. Samantha makes a move on this man in front of Jen. Jen comes what out of the bathroom bitch. and sees Samantha go in for the kiss with this man. Unbelievable oh, no. behavior. For the last two weeks, we have spent a lot of time together as a group. And the two months before. Yeah, what? She knows. She knows the yeah. tea. Yeah. Was she blackout? That is no excuse no, for that behavior. <laughs> That's crazy. I think there's a right and wrong in every situation, and that's blatantly wrong. That's yeah, hardline yeah. fucked up. I think I think the listeners right. Would agree. You, <laughs> that's, so that's, uh, crossing Jen a line. Is texting Katie and I panicked about it. We know what's going on, and Samantha then takes this man home. So Jen comes back to our place. I come home. We're talking about it. We're hashing like I'm caught up on the situation. And so the mm. next day, Samantha texts like, "Hey, so this thing happened last night." Um, I wanted you to hear it from me. Which, like, in Bitch. what universe? Come on. I not already know. In what <laughs> yeah, universe? really? Like, it's... Uh, come on. That's get out of here. stupid. Oh, my God. Trying to act like the bigger person. I swear to God. <laughs> no. She knew she was a slimy... Mm-hmm. Yeah. She knew what she did. She also, like, in, at the bar asked me are you mad at me? And I literally, me, so drunk, was like, yeah, bitch. I'm furious. I was like, we're not yeah, friends. Fuck you. you. Yeah. Oh um, I think that was a real test of like loyalty first and just understanding the morals of people around you. But I think that was probably the, yeah. the first time where I was like, I will defend Jen in any situation. Like I'm on her oh my side. God. Yeah. It's probably wow. the biggest one. But that's beautiful. Also just like, Fuck that guy. Clearly, you got something better out of it. A better relationship that has lasted you far longer. So... Are you going to cry? Maybe. Stop it. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. If you're going to cry, I'm going to cry. Don't look at me. I cry every time I hug Jen after not seeing her for a while at the airport. It's become a thing. Or even at work. But in my defense, it's usually because I've taken a six or seven day flight and I'm exhausted. And the first person I see is Jen. I'm like... (laughs) You're already emotionally compromised. You yeah. also love me. I love you so much. You know that. Oh. Yeah, I think that was the pivotal part, point of our that friendship. That really, I've yeah. never actually thought about it, but that absolutely mm-hmm. was the pivotal mm-hmm. moment. We're still close with Katie till this day. Like, Katie's a, like, she's a homie. She's a homie. Damn. Like, our relationship Go with her Katie. is probably very different than um, ours with each other. But, like, whenever I'm in Boston, I always text Katie and I check in and I see how she is and we get lunch together. And Samantha's been kicked to the curb. Oh, absolutely. She was kicked to the curb immediately. <laughs> she was voted off the island. She actually would Skype me weeks or months after it happened being like, can we get lunch or can we get coffee? And I would be like, oh, do you have a work question? And she was like, well, no, but like some time has passed. So I thought maybe we could talk about what happened. And I was like, nope. Which I honestly think is a great growing point for you because you're not someone who Mm. doesn't give people another shot. Like you talked about the story with Matt on a few episodes ago, Mm -hmm. the the man who argued with you over your political opinions. Mm -hmm. If you haven't listened to it, swipe up, go back. Am I (laughs) It's the Halloween episode. Ghosting. Ghosting. (laughs) 
Go see Friendships. I'm so good at promoting your podcast. You're doing great. Wow. You're doing you so are. Well. You're doing a great job. But I remember with him, we were living together and you were still mm-hmm. kind of back and forth on how to handle it and what to do. But this was the first time I've ever seen you put your foot down and say, absolutely not. You are not taking up any more of my time. Yep. Which is, was, yeah. I think, huge It's a boundary. Real. You set a boundary. She wow. sucked. Yeah, she does suck. And I I feel like we should be clear. The reason she sucked is because she was a bad friend. And not because she decided to hook up with a man. You know, we empower women to hook up. No, we are not a podcast about slut shaming. Had he been like genuinely interested or something and we knew, I think Mm. it would have been different. Mm -hmm. But also I think it's more of a betrayal of trust because... Absolutely. And then we we grew closer and closer. Because I think then we were like, okay, we're friends now. And then me, you, and... Katie There's no denying it. <laughs> became kind of like a group. And then we started getting brunch with Kelsey and Grace. We as a group, as a unit, as a pod, started to become friends with mm. other people. Yes. Um, it was like, and people at work started recognizing our friendship. Mm. Oh, that's the best. It was it was pretty cute, actually. So like, for reference, I sat on a different floor than Orr. And so mm. I would go down to the sales floor to talk to Orr. God bless. Remember offices? Yeah, right. What a (laughs) blast from the past. People actually didn't know we lived together, which I found really funny. They didn't? A lot of people didn't know we were roommates, especially on the sales floor. Wow. Hmm. How funny. Probably because you were on separate floors, I guess. I mean, did you guys, you commuted together, I assume? Like Sometimes. We would not even really, I mean. Different hours, for sure. Different hours. Oh, really? Um, I also am very much like a, I want my headphones in commuter. And Jen had to Mm. learn how to accommodate that Mm because I don't want to be spoken to first thing in the morning. Oh, my God. That's literally what happened when Steven, my husband, uh, moved in with me because when we started commuting together, when I got my first big girl job after I graduated, he had been commuting already for like a year on the T and he's super introverted. Like he would get on, have his book, like have his headphones in, didn't want anyone to talk to him. And then when we (laughs) I remember so distinctly, we were walking to the T my first day and we lived in Brookline. And I was like, wow, this is so nice. Look how beautiful it is. The sun is so bright. Should we go get coffee? Like, what are you going to do? What time are we going to meet later? Do you want to meet up? And he was like, oh, my God. You are (laughs) describing my nightmare. I just want you to know. Okay, Haley, you seem like a a great person. I know what you are. You are quite literally describing my nightmare interaction first thing in the morning to the degree that, well, especially when I was in Boston, I was... Definitely a more callous person and not as open to engaging mm. with most people, even my friends, if yeah. I wasn't in the mood for it. Yeah, Austin has also yeah. changed you. The last time Or was in Boston, she like said hello to somebody on the street and I was like, shh. <laughs> 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 it's a I'm habit so, now. What are you doing? <laughs> well, in my defense, I usually say hi to other people's That's dogs. That's so funny. Yeah. I was like, you can't do that here. What? <laughs> You're going to get us. Popped. That's, I know. That is Pop-popped. hilarious. And that's so real. When I moved back to Maryland, I noticed how, like, not antisocial, but, like, just how people are very, it's a very New England thing to be, like, we're staying in our lane. We're not looking at other people. We are taking care of yeah, yourself. Yeah, like, eye contact. No, like, that person's being crazy on the tee. We're not aware. We're all in our what own separate bubble. crazy person on the tee? That that crazy person it. who's falling over, I've never seen them before. I will never see them again. We're done. We're yeah. all in our little shields up. Well, I remember when I moved to Austin, I would have to fly home. My family's in New Jersey or to Boston quite a bit because I still have a lot of like stuff. In the first year, I was flying at least once a month 
actually in every year since wow. COVID. So all that traveling you were trying to avoid, you still did. Yeah, like I, it, I just, I just left too much stuff everywhere emotionally. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. All my baggage, all my baggage, (laughs) including me, including Jen. Um, And so I would, whenever I'd fly back to New England or the Northeast, I'd fall right back into it. I knew how to obey the social norms. Then when I'd come back to Texas, it'd take me a few days before I wanted anyone to talk to me. Yeah, to like open back up. I couldn't get, yeah, I couldn't get off the plane and go to a bar with friends because I just wasn't ready for the degree of interaction I would have to have. Where now when I go back to Boston, I'm like, people are rude here. They are. I do think that as far as cities go, I think all cities are kind of unfriendly, but I do feel like Boston's friendlier than other cities in a way. Like, I think people there at least... Do you disagree? Compared <laughs> to Austin? I'm talking mostly just like, I guess I'm get, talking like New England and above the Bible Belt, I would say. Everybody's friendlier in the South. Like, New York is different than yeah. Boston. New York is worse than Boston, oh, yeah. but I yes, think exactly. Boston is almost like a mini New York in the way that it's... People are a little bit nicer in Boston, but not that much nicer. Mm. But when my friend Ross, who lives in England, when he came to visit in Boston, he he always thought that people were very nice to him, but I honestly think that's just because he has a British accent. So... Facts. <laughs> that actually checks out. I think that makes sense. Yeah. He's not yeah. from here. Let's be nice Yeah. Him. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, Everybody's not- like, you're fascinating. Tell me more about this accent. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This year, we are all looking for the perfect holiday gift, and today we want to tell you about The Gallery. The Gallery Shop is a curated collection of photographs from all around the world. All prints are made from 100% recycled aluminum, giving your wall that gallery finish. Right now, for the holiday season, The Gallery is exclusively offering our listeners 25% off your next purchase using the code FRIDAY. As in No Filter Friendship Friday, that's 25% off your next purchase at thegallery.com. That's the G-A-L-R-Y using the code Friday. The gallery. Create your perfect space. How do you feel like, because um, now that you don't work at Rapid7 and you work somewhere else and a lot of your friends from Rapid7 work other places, mm-hmm. how do you prioritize which Rapid7 friends to maintain? Ooh, it's a good cue. Like when you first moved here... You didn't really know anybody, and then all of your friends were from Rapid7, and then some of them left, you stayed friends with them, and then, you know, you left, you remained friends with people, but then some have, like, drifted away. Like, how did, how has that been for you? That's a good question. <laughs> I think the people that matter stay in everything, mm. and that's... It's actually, I know, deep. It's beautiful. <laughs> Woo! I think um, I see that in a lot of different aspects of my life, from like my high school friends to my college friends to my professional friends. Like, it's like the people who really want to be there and really want to maintain a relationship with you stick around for better or worse, mm-hmm. right? And so I have like groups of friends that I see socially. I have individual relationships with people from Rapid7. I have people who mm-hmm. I have not seen, but if they want to grab a beer, I'd be down. Um, and yeah. I think it's also knowing that the people who want to make an effort will make an effort and will be there if you're on the same page as them. And also understanding that there's a spectrum to friendships after you leave a job. So not everyone's going to be like Jen and I who are, if we don't text 
and DM each other and maybe call every day. I'm yeah. like, are you mad at me? <laughs> very, it's a very specific... Like what's wrong? Yeah, it's a very specific standard of friendship that I have from you that I have maybe with one other person at Rapid7. It needs to be more people that I was really invested in. And it's not, it's just understanding that as we all move through different phases of life, people are going to make choices. And if they're going to be around, they're going to be around. And if they're going to put in the effort into the relationship, it'll stick. If I think about the people that I was really, really close to when I first moved here, I don't see them ever anymore. I think it's okay to also know that you can now grow friendships. I think sometimes you really yeah. like hold on to them and... Um, the person that you were when you made a big transition in your life but then the person that you are now. Yeah. And that's okay. It's true. I know. I don't want to be dramatic, but I just got chills. I know. Just wisdom. <laughs> Dropping bombs. Well, it's true. I mean, when people talk about like growing together, like having a love where you can grow together, that's true for all relationships, not just romantic ones. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people forget that. Um, but it is really important. And like Jed and I have said on previous episodes too, that having history with a person can be the glue that keeps you from growing apart as you continue to grow. But if you don't have that history, then sometimes you do just grow apart. Like you just, you're not the same people anymore and it doesn't make sense. The history can be the glue, but it isn't necessarily the glue. Yeah. Like if, if my Mm -hmm. history was having, being at Rapunzel with someone, I would maintain way more friends than I do. Right. But it's also, um, the people who make the same lifestyle decisions as I do, the other women who really inspire yeah. me, who are really strong and independent from Rapid7 that I've maintained close to me, who are really great anchors and support systems in my other professional endeavors. It just doesn't... Jen is pointing at herself. <laughs> yes, it is Jen. Um, yeah. Can I think confirm. that it's, um, it's also kind of knowing that the growth you intend to do in the future will align to the person that you are befriending. It's okay if it's not. I think that it's also okay to have situational friends. Absolutely. Situational friends are great. Yeah. Well, and often you need them to survive. For sure. Like sometimes you need to have someone who's like, I mean, that's literally every single friend that I had in my high school was a friend that I made to survive because if I didn't have any friends, like I would have withered away and died. I also think that every friend kind of starts as a situational friend in a way. Mm. And then they either stay a situational friend and they don't grow when you leave that situation. They don't come with you or they come with you after you leave that situation. Right? Like, or, and I were definitely situational friends when we first, Haley, you and I were definitely situational friends, right? Like we're starting this new acapella group. We're, we're both newbies. (laughs) We need to be friends. Right. But then we have to be, but then as we've talked about, right, I graduate, we're no longer in the group. The situation is removed, but we're still friends. Right. With rapid seven. That's true. Even with both of you, you don't even live in the same city as I do. That situation is also removed. Yeah. And that I think is like a whole nother layer of situationalness. Yeah. Yeah, Like when we, even when we were living together as roommates, we could have easily grown apart once we moved, I moved to Austin. Easily. But I knew that True. it was a friendship that I didn't want to dismiss, you know? Like, it was it was a friendship that was worth keeping because of everything that we have built and the history and, like, all the good times, but also understanding that now our dynamic's going to change and we're going to have to put an effort to seeing each other in some way. I think up until the COVID year, we saw each other four times a year. 
Yep. Just actually a lot. Like wow, that's a lot it, yeah. for not living in the same place or even close to the same place. This year was three times and yeah. we're in a global wow, pandemic. That's true. Jen called me, I think in June. She's like, could you find a way to come to Lake Gregorio this year? And I said, let me know what date. And I think within the hour. I Flights were booked. Wow. I didn't even like, I'll figure it out. I'll be there. That's which is incredible. Yeah. Which is like, it's not like I'm, it's not just that I'm going to go to Boston and have fun in Boston. Like, I'm going to go to maintain my friendship with Jen and spend quality time with yeah. her and actually catch up in person. When it comes to prioritizing how, you know, the things mm-hmm. in your life that are important to you, you know, this is something I have to do yeah, because absolutely. this friend and this relationship is part of me. Like I need to maintain it. I need to make sure it grows. Do you remember the first friend that you made that is your lifelong friend? Yeah. Do you remember coming to the realization that you guys were going to be lifelong friends? Ooh, the realization? Yeah. Like the knowledge that like, this is it. That's hard to say because it, it's, I feel like when you're little, you don't think about life as being a long thing. You just think what's happening right now. Mm-hmm. So I guess maybe whenever I became aware of a future, which probably would have been like sixth grade. That was probably, yeah, when I realized that I would always be friends with them. I mean, my first lifelong friend was Mia. I met her the first day of first grade. And that's so beautiful. I know. It was incredible. And we found out after we became friends, maybe a few months in, I don't even know how this came up, but my aunt and uncle knew her grandparents. They had worked together or something. And it turned out that they had known each other years and years ago. And my mom figured this out when like they were having a conversation one time when one of us was getting picked up from like a play date or something. And when Mia and I discovered that we were like, so we're related. Like we just like immediately we were like, that's what that means. Right. And so ever since then, we always said we were sisters. We were like, we're sisters. We're basically related. And yeah, ever since. So my first lifelong friend is my high school friend, Rashmi. Background on me, I was born and raised in Israel. And I moved to the States when I was almost nine. I didn't know English when I moved to the States. And so I grew up in Illinois. Champaign-Urbana, if, any, if we have any Illinois <laughs> listeners, that's my will definitely have some Illinois kids, yeah. <laughs> I lived there for six years, and when I was living there, I had to go to different schools in different districts to go to ESL programs, English Second Language programs. I didn't oh. speak English when I moved here. And then I had to go to private school, like all this like stuff, like my parents like really did. They were doing their best with us, and obviously it worked because I can speak. Um, yeah. <laughs> Very well, <might> I add. <laughs> when I was 15, my family moved to uh, Connecticut, to a town right outside of New Haven, my sophomore year of high school. And up until that point, I have made situational friends my whole life. I was really resilient. I still am. I'm pretty resilient in new situations because I can also be really independent and know how to spend time with myself. And I had friends from Israel. And I would always have people to see and and girlfriends and we keep up on Facebook and write to each other but that's so nice I never really had like long-term friends yeah and I met Rashmi my first day of school at my new high school I didn't know anyone and I remember probably a month or two into knowing her I was at her house with uh our other friend Giovanni and we had a conversation about friendships I'm like well you know like we'll be friends and then you know I'll go to college and I'll never see you guys again (laughs) 
Sad. Literally. Because I, I was way more savage back in the day. <laughs> I don't talk this way pessimistic, anymore. dare we say. I just, well, I just never, yes, yes, but I also, <laughs> but that's all I've known. I've moved so much. I went to maybe like four or five different schools yeah. before going to this high school. Yeah. No, that makes sense. But I remember Rushmi looked at me and she goes, what do you mean? She's like, yeah, like, you know, like, we'll be friends and then, you know, we'll probably go our separate ways and we'll other. never see each other again. She's yeah. like, no, like, no, no. We're going to be friends. <laughs> no, no, no. Or you can't do that. <laughs> Literally, she's like, well, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> oh. So I don't know what you mean. And I was like, okay. And Rushmi and I have been friends for over 10 years now. That's wow. beautiful. We yeah. talked to her on the phone last night. We did. She's one of my best friends still. She's Where a is doctor. she now? She's a resident at Johns Hopkins. She's killing it. We're really, really uh, proud of her. She's I know. in my she's, hood? She's, she's in your hood. She's also very... She's the smart one, I would say. <laughs> she is. She's so smart. She smart, must successful be. and beautiful and the best. But yeah, like she's... I think she was the first person that introduced me to the idea that you can have lifelong relationships with friends. Because wow. I think as kids, you see it in marriages. And marriages also divorce whenever my parents are divorced. But mm. it was the first time that I had the moment I'm like, oh, I can be friends with someone forever. Jen literally she couldn't get rid of me if she tries. And I, I also had friends <laughs> who I thought were lifelong friends who have not been because they haven't stuck around and they haven't cared to grow with me. Mm. Despite the efforts I might have put in or they have put in, it just didn't work yeah. that way. Since Rashmi, I think you've had like a lifelong friend come out of every situation you've been in. Mm -hmm. One of the ways that you've really grown is that you used to be super, if you're not a lifelong friend, like I'm not interested. That's true. Mm. And I think you've changed because you're a lot less focused on, not that you're less focused on those lifelong friends, but you are willing to put an effort with people that you don't necessarily see as lifelong friends, right? Like Mm. you're more, I think you used to be more like, if you're not in my circle, you're not, you're not in any circle, but now you've kind of grown into like a, I have my circle and it's really close and it's, those are the people that I focus on, but also I'm going to focus on the people that are on the other, right. that are in the other circles of my friends. Not necessarily as much, but I'm still going to focus on them and they're still important to me. Yeah. And seeing the value in relationships at those different degrees and understanding yeah. that they might not be like the person who changes who you are, makes you a better person, like literally is with you for forever, like your friendship, but they mm-hmm. can still bring you joy. They can still serve you in some way in that part yes. of time of your life. Like they're still important and they're still giving you something. And hopefully you're probably giving them something too. Right. For sure. Wow. That's interesting. This is also really interesting to hear because I have only really known one other person who had that same mindset as you or of this idea like, we're not going to be friends. Like, let's be realistic, you guys. This is not a thing. And it was a girl who actually lived in the dorm room next to me freshman year in Rich Hall. Shout out. (laughs) Um, And she was like, I mean, I guess, I guess she was just pessimistic, but literally she like came in freshman year and we're all trying to get to know each other. And I remember we were having dinner together one time in the dining hall and we all, all of us were friends that like lived in the same hall. We saw each other every single day. We were like really tight. And she was like, yeah, but you know, we're like probably not going to talk again next year or something. And I was oh like, my God, uh, first of all, savage. Like what the fuck? Second of <laughs> yeah. all, rude. Yeah. Like we're sitting right here. Also like good to know what your attitude is on this topic. Melinda, probably. <laughs> right. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
it was just so crazy. And I remember being like, personally shattered by this because also I'm like, miss, I need to be friends with everyone and everyone I meet is my best friend forever. So I was like, what are you talking about? That's not true. And then, I mean, I should not have been surprised at all, but she ended up transferring after freshman year. She just doesn't sound like a very happy person. Oh no, she had, she definitely had her issues. And I mean, when she left, I remember thinking like, is this why she said that? Because she wanted to transfer and she like didn't want to be friends with us anymore or like just didn't want to put in the effort, which is ultimately what it came down to. I mean, we were friends on Facebook. She had every opportunity to keep up with us and she right. just didn't want to. So yeah, it was pretty harsh, but I'm, I'm happy to hear that you were able to see and understand a different side and that you can have yeah. friends that stick around. It's all about forever. that mindset. It is. Yeah. The, the no new friends mindset, like I firmly yeah. don't believe no. in. And I think I, I learned to adopt that from knowing you. Because Tori and Rashmi also keep small circles. My other like two like lifelong friends yeah. prior to Jen keep pretty tight circles. And, you know, we have plenty of situational friends and like homie groups and people who like I love from college who like, uh, you know, if I saw them today, I'd have a beer with them and catch up, yeah. but not lifelong friends. And I think Jen's the first person I've seen in my life who's maintained so many relationships. Thank so you. Many relationships where I think, and this is like no knock or shade or anything, but it's like, I think when I was friends with you, I never knew where I fit in your life for a while. Mm. Like probably for the first three years of our friendship, I'm like, I don't really know how important, if I'm important to Jen. Wow. But turns out. Very. (laughs) Yeah, I, that is a a concern I have of the relationships that I have, like making sure that I, I tell everybody that I love them, which Mm. is, I'm working on that. That's so beautiful. I love you. you. Haley, I love you. Oh, I love you. Uh, Haley, I also love you. Even though we just met. Honestly, I I love you too, Ori. You're really great. Talking to you makes me feel so like, calm and just, just call me anytime oh, i'm here call me anytime Next to Jen. truly <laughs> i love to chat on the phone <laughs> this okay that's can you beautiful. imagine when i want to get my social energy out i just call Haley, who i've never met in person who in my crooked clubhouse but like i yeah. don't recall listen this connection right here like listeners you're seeing it in it's, real time or you're hearing it you're live. not seeing it friendship people and this is the shit that I live I for. Know. When my friends become friends, I think we've talked you're about this fucking, before, but <laughs> you're ooh, losing it. <laughs> ooh, I'm losing my shit. It's my favorite thing ever. Not just ooh, but ooh ooh. Ooh ooh. <laughs> That's beautiful. I love it. Oh my god. Yeah, we we did it. We talked a lot. We really did it. I don't know. I'm sweaty all over again. <laughs> Or thank you so much for yes, being thank you here, so much, Or. Even though it made you really sweaty. <laughs> I hope you had fun. I, I had, had fun. a lot of I had fun. fun. This was great. I learned some new stuff. I haven't thought about our Halloween fight in a while. <laughs> <laughs> so that was uh, some trauma yeah, to bring up. We love to me. bring up those old right, memories. This is a side tidbit that we're not getting back into. But once I was very rude to Jen's friends at Austin City Limits <gasps> Music Festival in Austin. I didn't know. I didn't. I I had a bad day. I didn't realize yeah. I was being rude. And Jen, till this day, will find different ways to remind me that I was rude <laughs> wow. to her friends. It's been three years. It's been three years, she, and I regret it. I deeply yeah. regret it now. I know I fucked up. I will never do it again. Listen, she hasn't been rude to wow. a friend since. That's so true. That's true. I'm saying That's it's growth. We covered a lot of topics in this episode today, but. 
there is still so much more left uncovered. So feel free to send in your questions to us at uh, nofilterfriendship at gmail.com. You can also find us on social media at nofilterfriends with a Z, F-R-I-E-N-D-Z. We're on Twitter. We're on Instagram. There's a picture of me with like 12 vodka sodas. Um, that we will unearth. Which is... <laughs> I love it. That we yes. can share. Thank you again, Or, for being here. Thanks for having me. And also, don't forget to rate, review, yeah. and subscribe. Fucking do it. Tell all of your friends. <laughs> pause us right now. Well, this is over. So This is almost over. So once this is over, <laughs> take a screenshot of you listening to this mm-hmm. podcast and post it on your Instagram story and tag a friend that you think needs to hear this. Do it. It's passive aggressive and fun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay. Bye friends. Thanks for listening, everybody. Bye. Bye. Bye.